0: Listener production. Milk. We sure do have a lot of types of it. Oat, soy, almond, coconut. Did you know there are dozens of types of plant-based milks? You can't just blend up a nut with water, though, and expect it to taste like a nut milk. So how do companies make non-dairy milk? And what's the science behind soy milk changing our hormones? Plus, are plant milks better for us or the planet? I'm Jacinta Bola, a science journalist with Cosmos Magazine, and today, I'm your milkman, splashing into the science of plant milks. I know what your first question is about plant milks. How the hell are there so many different types of them? Well, first, milk in this context is just a grain, nut, seed, or tuber blended with water, and many cultures have been drinking these sorts of drinks for a very long time. Forchata, originally a North African drink made from tiger nuts, started spreading around the globe more than a thousand years ago. Soy milk in China has also been made for a really long time. There's record of it engraved into a literal slab of stone from the Eastern Han Dynasty around 100 CE. It's been a popular drink since the 14th century. There's Japanese rice milk, Nigerian sprouted millet milk, coconut milk, even potato milk. Basically, if you're game enough, anything can be a plant milk. But the plant milks you get in your local supermarket are a little different to those ancient brews. To make most types of plant milk, commercial milk makers will either use a wet or dry process. The wet process means they'll soak the nuts. Legumes or seeds first. Then the mixture is blended, cooked, and filtered for any sedimenty bits. Soy milk is made like this. But for commercial almond and other nut milks, most companies use a powdered product, basically almond flour. This makes it easier to separate protein from starch and fibre in the nuts before adding the water in, which allows better control of the protein to fibre ratio. Fats are also usually added because most nuts don't have the fat concentration for a milk-like mouthfeel. Then, just like real milk, the brew is homogenized to mix the added fat and create an emulsion, kind of like a thinner mayonnaise. Oh, I'm sorry, that's gross. (laughs) Almond milk also usually has thickeners, sugar, and flavor because it can be a lot more watery than other plant milks. Soy milk, on the other hand, is slurry-like before being boiled and strained. Check out your local soy milks, though. Common brands like Vita Soy use almost as much barley in their original soy milk as they do soy. My favourite type of plant milk, oat milk, doesn't have any sweetness in it at all. Just water, oats, oil and fortified minerals. Have you ever stopped to wonder why it tastes slightly sweet? Also, if you blitzed oats, water and oil in a blender, you'd have a starchy, slimy, gross mess. It would be very similar to actual porridge, which is not what you want in your morning coffee. So how is commercial oat milk milky and sweet? Well, the secret is an enzyme called amylase, which normally lives in our mouths. Amylase is really good at breaking down long carbohydrates called starches into sugar. Starches aren't sweet, but sugar is, An oat milk scientist worked out that by adding amylase, the oat slurry becomes a sweeter, less starchy milk. Let's take a quick detour to talk about my personal nemesis, lactose intolerance. If you want a bit of a throwback, we've spoken before about lactose intolerance in episode 23, the cheese episode but one of the reasons why people might choose plant milk is lactose intolerance. So how does it work? In normal milk, the natural sugar compound is called lactose, which is made up of one glucose and one galactose. Children and lactose-tolerant people produce an enzyme called lactase, which breaks down lactose easily into the glucose and galactose. Simple. But for those of us who can't digest lactose as adults – That's up to 70% of the world, by the way. We don't produce enough lactase. Instead, the lactose sits there and is fed on by our gut bacteria, which creates the symptoms we know and hate. Diarrhea, bloating, and farts. Lactose is only found in animal milk. In plant milks, the sugars are usually fructose, maltose, or just plain old glucose and sucrose instead. Okay. Back to plant milks. Have you ever heard someone say that drinking soy milk is bad for hormone levels? There's some truth to that claim, but it's much more complicated than just soy equals bad. So, soy contains lots of molecules called isoflavones. These are plant estrogens, and they work in a similar way to human estrogen, but they only bind weakly to estrogen receptors. There's a common myth that soy's estrogen effects could cause breast cancer or thyroid problems because high levels of estrogen and progesterone have been linked to breast and thyroid cancer. However, most studies done on humans have shown that soy has either no effect or a protective effect. A huge meta-analysis, A huge meta-analysis back in 2006 concluded that soy intake may be associated with a small reduction in breast cancer risk, not the other way around. If you're using thyroid hormone medication, it's probably a good idea to steer clear of too much soy. One study out of the UK found that a vegetarian diet's worth of soy might have interfered with the medication participants used to treat hypothyroidism. I know what you've all been waiting for. Are plant milks better for either you or the planet? Well, the answer for the planet is clear. Even the most greenhouse gas-emitting plant milk has about three times less emissions than cow's milk. That's including all transport, packing and processing. This figure is so big because keeping dairy cattle for the milk is incredibly carbon intensive and planting crops is usually less so. Land use is even more stark. Cow's milk needs seven times as much land as the most land intensive plant milk. But water wise, the numbers are closer Almond milk, which uses a lot of water in production, uses just over half the amount of water needed for an equivalent amount of cow's milk. So, for the planet, plant alternatives are where it's at. Health-wise, most sweetened plant milks have less sugars, fats, and kilojoules than cow milk. But cow's milk has calcium, vitamin A, and vitamin D naturally which all need to be added, aka fortified, to the plant milks to bring them up to the same level as cow's milk. They often do this, but not always, so check the label before you buy. The other health reason why you might choose plant over cow is the bacteria in cow's milk, which could make you sick. But that's a bit of a myth. We've been pasteurising milk since the days of, well, Louis Pasteur. In Australia, milk is heated up before it's sold, which kills nearly all of the bacteria. This also kills the good bacteria, though, so don't expect your microbiome to thrive on milk alone. If the milk is kept in the fridge, any leftover bacteria takes weeks to multiply enough to make people sick. Plant milks also use pasteurization. That's how you can end up with shelf-stable, long-life plant milk. It's a pretty great system. Thanks, Louis! That's all the time we've got for today, but I hope you learned lots. This episode definitely wasn't just an excuse to tell you all about how oat milk and amylase is my favourite enzyme combination. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Half Science Explained.